oftentimes what feels powerful in our body as it comes out of our voice is actually the weakest choice we can make. Buttons are easily pushed around the holidays and other times too. Today, I've got an extra special final episode of 2021 for you, all about techniques to help you maintain your peace no matter what. I think you're gonna like this episode and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm so glad to have you with me today, as always. And I've got a little mini episode for you. This is a pre-holiday episode, and it's going to be a little bit different than what I usually talk about. I know I really hone in on specific voice techniques, and I have some incredible shows with Technique that you've probably never thought about, that maybe I've never even talked about coming up in 2022. And I sat here for a long time thinking, well, do I want to go ahead and roll one of those out? Do I want to, what do I want to do for this last episode of 2021? And I decided that I'm going to talk about some of the strategies that I give my people when they work with me privately and in my group about dealing with challenges when it comes to using your voice. Now, I don't know that I'll go full on conflict resolution, but I know that for many of you, the holidays are difficult. And for many of you, the holidays are not, but certain people might be difficult. And the bottom line is you're going to come across difficult people. And I want to reframe that for you. And I want to give you some different techniques to help you stay in control. Not that I mean controlling the outcome, but stay in control of the peace within you, no matter what you face, no matter who you encounter, no matter what, no matter what is thrown at you over the holidays. And I have to tell you, I'm surprised it took me a minute to figure out that this is what I wanted to talk about. I did this a long time ago. I had an episode like this right before the holidays. For some of you, it might be family that punches your buttons, but I know from where I'm at, and I'm not even in a big metropolitan area anymore, but I am daily stunned at how horrible people are acting. And something happened yesterday, and I usually can walk my talk, but I was so dumbfounded at the customer service I received that I, it really, it, it rattled me. It rattled me to the core. And I know for many of you, 
it maybe it's shopping, maybe it's customer service, maybe it's neighbors, maybe it's family, maybe it's people at the office, but it's this general feeling of get out of my way. I've got a lot to do. I've got this to do and that to do. And, and we work in this really frenetic pace, many, many, not everybody, but we have these frenetic moments. I'm certainly not in those frenetic moments. Well, except when I'm in the car, that makes me a little crazy. And I'm I'm derailing a little bit. I want to tell you what happened yesterday, and then I'm going to give you a handful of techniques that are going to help you maintain your peace over the holidays. And that is critical. This will be the last episode that I do until probably after New Year's. And then, like I said, I've got some amazing amazing interviews, incredible episodes, talking about things that I've not talked about before. So I went over yesterday, I was running around doing some errands. I normally would not be doing errands on Saturday, but my dog is not well. And I don't know if I've ever talked to you about our dog, but she's, and I know all animals are special. All animals are extraordinary, but this one is really, she was my son's service dog. And there's something so incredibly special about her. And it's been a challenging couple of years with her. She got thrombocytopenia and nearly died Christmas Eve two years ago. And I won't go into the whole story. But anyway, she's been pretty sick this week. And so I had to run across the way to the to the dog food place and try to get something that was going to work. She's not wanting to eat. And I thought, well, it's right next door to Staples. I'll go in there. And I had a bunch of stuff I needed to pick up and I got to the counter. And one of the things that I needed was a hard drive, an external hard drive. And it's the kind of thing where you have to bring the case up and they have to go get it from the back. And I didn't realize that. But anyway, the guy said, oh, let me call my manager and and get him to bring it up. And, and he rang everything else up and and he and the manager walked up with the item Right after I said, there was one man behind me, and I said, if you want to go ahead and ring him up while we're waiting, that's fine. The man said, thank you. And right about that time, the manager walked up and handed him the the item. I thought for sure he was just going to go ahead and ring it up real quick. He didn't. People started coming into the, he ran, he ran, rang the other guy up and I was standing there. And I thought, okay, well, no, not a problem. And the guy, you know, it was the typical, there's a comedian that does this joke about you're in the grocery line and somebody pulls out their checkbook. Well, this guy couldn't find his staples number. And so he had to run 32 numbers. And then he finally said, forget it. Well, during all this time, this, this whole big line forms, and I'm still standing there to buy this external hard drive. And the man, the, the the cashier, so he finished with the guy, the cashier then said to me, well, ma'am, if you want this, you're going to need to get in line again. And I think you probably just heard my voice shake because it was the most stunning thing I'd ever heard, I think, in my life. And it really upset me. And I and and what upset me about it was the first thought in my head was this is why people don't feel like they can be nice to people. I was nice 
and I let the man right behind me be rung up, even though I could have been rung, I could have been finished up, right? And I thought, wow, this is, well, I mean, other than entitlement and selfishness and all of those things, but this is, this is a perfect example of why people don't feel like they can be nice because they get taken advantage of. And I think sometimes around the holidays or around family events or around stressful occasions or any, anything really, we, we feel, well, I just can't be nice or I'll be taken advantage of. And I was in a, I was in another shop a few weeks ago and I was talking to the man who owned the franchise and we were talking about how challenging this holidays has been because people are so out of control. Many, many people are. And he said, well, I think it 100% has been since the pandemic. And of course, I'm not out and about much. I'm here in front of the computer working with people all day long. And I hadn't thought about that, but it made perfect sense because the pandemic has ultimately radically changed what we are seeking in our relationships. You've heard me drop the data. You're going to get sick of hearing me talk about the data We live in this technological world. People have now spent two years on Zoom, a year and a half to two years on Zoom. They are desperate for a real connection. Then on top of that, you've got pro-vax, anti-vax. You've got liberal, Democrat. You've got all these dividing factors in especially the U.S., but really probably all over the place. And people are at a stone's throw of falling apart. I was on Rita's show, Rita Joyan. She's going to be on the show in the new year. I was on her show a month or so ago, and we were talking about the data on mental health. It's unbelievable. I mean, people are, see, I don't even flip out to the point where I was so upset yesterday. So I know I've got the tools, I've got the techniques. And if people, if I am at my breaking point, everybody's, many, many people are at a breaking point. So anyway, I just wanted to give you some tools that are very, very helpful for me. I promise you yesterday, I had to lean into every single one of them. Every single one of them I used yesterday. And and one of the first things that we want to look at is what is the meaning we're giving things? It means if you argue with me, it means you think I'm stupid. Meaning could be the fact that you won't listen to me means you think X. The fact that I wasn't invited means this. We give meaning to things. And we need to really start looking at what is the meaning that we're giving things because nothing has any meaning except the meaning we give it. So if I get all bent out of shape because, let's see if I can make a quick one based on the story I said about yesterday. It means I don't matter. The cashier, it means being nice is doesn't matter. I could have made some kind of meaning about that. And I didn't, I was literally just so stunned that this man did this, that this cashier did this, but I didn't give it any meaning. It just upset me. 
it rattled me. It made me sad. It was an emotion. It made me sad the way we treat people. But what is the meaning you're giving? What is the meaning you're giving things? The brother-in-law that upsets you, the, the, the father, the dad, you know, whoever, what is the meaning you're giving? Take a look at that. And maybe we need to reframe the meaning. Maybe, and I had to do this in driving because like I mentioned earlier, driving makes me crazy. People cut each other off. They don't use turn signals. They speed up. They get up right behind you. They slam on their brakes. Really crazy. And I used to give meaning that these people didn't know how to drive, that they were inconsiderate and entitled and other words that I won't say here on the show. Well, maybe not. Maybe they're just bad time managers and they didn't get out of the house in time and they have to race to work. Not that it makes it okay, but I'm not going to give negative meaning to those people just because it upsets me. Because guess what? Maybe I didn't get out of the house okay on time as fast as I should have either. It all goes back to we have to work to not have our peace stolen. It is all we have. You can just steal my car. You can steal my dog. You could, you, you could steal any item that I had. I mean, I know you're not, but you get the point, right? But you cannot steal my peace. And so many of these techniques, just like meaning, is to maintain my peace. So look at the meaning. Look at the meaning you're giving things. Something else that was really valuable to me, and I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show, but, and I don't want you to take it as a negative and I don't want you to take it out of context, but have you ever heard me talk about gallon versus pint? So there's gallons and there's pints and one is not better than the other. One is just bigger than the other, right? A gallon holds a gallon and a pint holds a pint and a pint, a gallon's not going to fit into a pint, right? So pint's not bad because it's smaller. So I don't want you to take it out of context and have negative meaning around it. But I have a sister that you've heard me talk about. I have two sisters and you've heard me talk about one of them. And I maybe have talked about gallon and pint in relation to this one sister Some of you maybe have heard it, some of maybe not, but it's really key. It's a game changer, especially with family that challenges you. Nothing I can do is right. Nothing. In fact, the last time I I had a conversation with this sister, she got mad and hung up on me. And then told the other sister, oh, you talk to Tracy. She never calls me. Right. So she's looking at our relationship through her lens and I'm looking at it through my lens. And those lenses are very different. Those lenses are nowhere near the same. But she wants to work from the place of remember back in 83. And I don't want to work from that place. So that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is control. Part of the problem is there's a lot of problems, but the bottom line problem 
is gallon and pint. And every time I would go down there to visit her, and let me just give you this side note, we were inseparable growing up, inseparable the majority of our life, best friends. And it just used to upset me beyond measure to go down and visit when my mom was alive. And I, I got to where I just, I just almost didn't want to go. Her and my mom lived together after my dad died. And because it was going to gut me so badly to hear her talk to me the way she did. She does. And then I figured out gallon and pint and I'm a gallon. I am 100% a gallon and she is a pint. One is not worse than the other. Okay. Let me say that again, but I cannot as a gallon demand a gallon out of a pint or I am going to have a problem because I have an expectation and it is not a realistic expectation. It is you need to be a gallon and a pint is not a gallon. So when I started going to visit and looking at it, what a gallon is capable of and what a pint is capable of, and they are different sizes, and then I could reframe and expect the best pint possible, not a gallon, not demand a gallon. And so maybe that's helpful for you because maybe you've got some pints in your life. Maybe you're a pint and you've got a gallon demanding you to be a gallon and you can't because you're a pint and that's okay. It's a hundred percent. Okay. But if you can work from knowing, ah, this is what's happening here. This is a gallon pint situation. I need to reframe my realistic expectation. And I think we have to be careful with expectations. I've had mentors that have said no expectations under any circumstances whatsoever. And I don't think that's possible. But I do think it's possible to have realistic expectations like not demanding a gallon out of a pint or vice versa. So maybe that will help you. That was what I leaned into yesterday the most because I just, I was just so shattered by that experience for so many different reasons. And I haven't even unpacked all of them. And I'm sure I'll talk about them throughout the year as I do, but gallon and pint because I must maintain my inner game and inner game was what I went to yesterday as well. And I walked out of the store. I didn't go get back in line. I left. I left the store. I picked up, you know, took my items and I left and I loaded my car. And then I walked back in because I was, I just needed to walk away. But part of it was inner game. And what I call inner game is a little bit of a trick box because it almost sounds like a negative. I'm not a competitive person. I'm, I've never been competitive. I have a lot of people I work with, high achievers that are competitive. I'm not competitive. But I do not want to flip out. I don't want to flip out. I don't want to raise my voice. I don't want to tongue lash anybody. I don't want to flip out. And in order for me, if I get upset, if I get 
don't know, you know, something like yesterday or somebody, you know, cuts you off on the road or my sister brings up 1983 again, anything like that, that would make me have an emotion that is probably a negative emotion. I'm going to go to inner game and inner game is I'm going to win this conversation. And the way I'm going to win it is I'm not going to dump raw emotion on anyone. And I know that if I flip out and dump raw emotion on somebody, I've not won. So I don't want you to even think about it like winning, losing. It's a winning as a communicator, winning as a compassionate and empathetic human being. I don't want to treat people that way. I don't want people to treat. I don't want to treat people the way I was treated in that store yesterday. And so I have to play my own inner game if I get upset or if I get emotionally charged. We all do. We all do because that's what emotion does. It fires us up. And we live in a world where we can just tongue lash people and dump raw emotion on people and cut them off and flip them off and all the things. And that doesn't mean it's okay. And so I have to go to the inner game in my mind that says, okay, let me just lean into empathy. Let me just remember that everybody, I don't know where they're working from. I don't know where they're working from. And it is habits we have to form because in that split second of emotion, we're going to want to dump raw emotion. And that's part of the winning the inner game for me is I'm not, I am going to do everything possible if I want to win and not hurt you where I have to come back in and say, I am so sorry. Or I have to call you back up and say, I am so sorry I tongue lashed you. I don't want to have to do that because once that tone is out there, once those words are out there, they're out there. You can apologize and I'm going to recommend it, but you can't ever take it back. So inner game is about, I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to say, I'm sorry. And that doesn't mean I won't say I'm sorry. I say it almost daily because I, you know, sorry, I, sorry to the dog. I, sorry to, you know, I'm the first to apologize if I make a mistake because I've learned that everything is my, you know, everything that comes from me, I have to take responsibility for. But that inner game becomes I am not going to tongue lash you. I am not going to dump raw emotion on you just because I'm feeling emotion in me. That's not going to get me anywhere. I'm going to lose because the minute I dump raw emotion on you, your subconscious shuts down. That's it. It's over. So I could have said, Hey, listen, jerk face. I could have said something like that. And I said, all I said yesterday in the store, and I keep referring to this example because it's a pretty easy example. There could have been a million of them, but all I said was, I'm not going to go back and get in line because there were a lot of people in line and that should have been obvious. And I don't even have to state the obvious. And I walked out. 
a lot of people could benefit from what I'm talking about right now. And it may not be you. It may be the people that you're going to deal with over the next couple of weeks. And maybe you already started dealing with them if you're here in the States and you have Thanksgiving or something like that. Or maybe it's an all year round thing. I know that it is when we're out functioning in the world because people are going to be people. And whether you're a stranger or whether you're family, I don't want to dump raw emotion on you because one, I don't want to make you feel bad. I don't want to do that to you. I was raised in that environment and I don't want that for anyone, but I know you won't listen to me. I know it's over as soon as I dump raw emotion on you because subconscious won't tolerate it. So I can lean into empathy and I can know I can play this inner game and I can work from, I have no idea what you're going through right now. And sometimes I even have to manipulate that one because it's hard because we're human and because we all feel feelings And we all get our feelings hurt. Some of us are more sensitive than others. I'm way better now. I used to just literally become debilitated before I even realized I was an empath because I would take on all this raw negative emotion and it would paralyze me for days. But nobody wants to be tongue lashed. Nobody wants to be treated like they don't matter. Nobody wants to be ignored or not heard. I know you don't. That's That's part of probably why you're here, because you have not felt heard. You haven't really known how to step into the power of your voice. But that's my number one goal for you in 2022, whatever that looks like. If that looks like spending time with me, fantastic. If that looks like spending time with somebody else, fantastic. But I cannot stress it enough how critical, I mean, the most critical I've ever seen in my life. Time for you to use your voice. And I'm not just saying use your voice. Okay, I'm finally going to share my message. No, I'm talking about creating a voice experience. I'm talking about showing up as who you really are. I'm talking about playing big. I'm talking about letting us in. I think I've mentioned this on a couple of episodes where I did an Instagram story the other day and I did an example of what it feels like when you vocally let me in and when you don't. And it was, people were stunned. That's, it is time. And maybe you've already done some voice work. Maybe you've already worked with me. Well, maybe there's another level. Maybe there's another layer. But I'm going to tell you, Going into 2022, it is full on. I need to know who you are. I have to be able to connect with you. I want to hear all the shades of you. And that is what is going to set you apart. Not your new content, not your new website, not your new job. Revealing the best version of you. And that that means over the holidays too. If you need to say something, Say it. But you know, I always say, just say it beautifully. Say it with kindness. Don't tongue lash. You stand in the power when you communicate beautifully. 
we feel like it's powerful to dump raw emotion on people or tongue lash them or throw a fit or whatever it is. It feels physically powerful. It's weak. It's the weakest choice we can make. You can stand in a billion times more power when you just pause and look at me. And you may be shaking inside, but I don't know that. I want you to stand in power. I want you to be heard. I want you to have the inner freedom that I talk about. I want you to be able to be around the people that you love, whether they're difficult or not. I want you to be able to function out in the world without flipping out because people are going to be people and people are broken. And by that, I mean, I don't mean broken. I mean, broken spirits everywhere. We don't know what broke their spirit. We don't know what they're suffering from. I remember when I was still living in New York City and there were some tough years there, really tough for a lot of different reasons. And I remember I would, this was the best part for me about being in New York City was you could get out and walk around and you would pick up the, or I would anyway, pick up the energy of the city. And I remember walking down Second Avenue, a Second Avenue, and I was just lost. I was just really not sure what direction to go. This was probably around the time that I stopped doing my business and became a furniture refinisher for that short amount of time. And I remember saying, what do you want me to do, God? What do you want me to do? And I instantly heard this voice, very similar to the the furniture refinishing story where I talked about just what do you do when I when I said, what are you doing? When I heard, what are you doing? And I said, what do you want me to do? And I heard, just be the light. I just need you to be the light in a dark world. And so that's what I want for you. You don't have to get involved in the drama. You don't have to defend. You don't have to put up a mask. You don't have to do the silent treatment, nor do you have to take it on when others do. You just have to be the light. And when you do, you get to maintain your peace. And that, that would probably be one of the best gifts you could ever give yourself to hold your peace. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up. I wanted to share those techniques with you. I hope that you have a wonderful holiday, whatever you celebrate. I hope you have a Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all the holidays. I'm sending you the biggest, best wishes for joy, faith, hope, and love. And I hope that you'll be the light for the remainder of this year, 2021. And I hope your light shines brighter than ever in 2022. I'll be back soon with some incredible episodes. You don't want to miss a minute of what's coming up here on the Captivate the Room podcast. I'm grateful for you. You have no idea how grateful I am that you are here and a part of this family. And I'll see you soon. 
Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at captivatetheroom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes.